This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, hello, everybody. Carm Capriato. Good to have you here. Remarkable Results Radio, always looking to advance the aftermarket, your personal and business acumen, uh, so that you have unfound success. We're here with a, a very interesting episode. It's about ortho. Imagine that. It's about ortho. What's that, Carm? As some of you know and some of you don't. I'm with Eric Turkington, VP of Growth at Ortho. Uh, it's a voice assistant for technicians. Right, Eric? That's right. First one. And the first one. Wow, we can be pretty proud of that. And Kim Conti is with us, Vice President of Product. Hello, Kim. Hi, Carm. Good to see you. Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member side has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their businesses thrive. If you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Well, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. Can we help technicians do better repairs? Is innovative products like this underserved in our industry? You know, there's always brand new, unbelievable, life-changing apps that come out, and this could be the biggest, newest one. We also want to talk about how workers get their information. And I remember talking to Eric and Kim previous to turning on the mics. Listen, uh, five, seven times the technician goes between computer and the car, the computer and the car. So why not have it totally hands-free and hanging out on the radiator? Talk to your radiator through your tablet. What an idea. So look, uh, the bigger problem that Ortho is really solving for us, Eric? Yeah, for, for us, it's really about efficiency of data access and um I think there's been a lot of technological innovation in the uh, auto space and the auto aftermarket, but we sort of started to feel like repair data was an untapped opportunity uh, to really rethink the way that that data is delivered and the way that that data can get uh, requested by a technician who is going to have to make, like you were saying earlier, lots of trips traditionally to a computer. And that just leads to wasted time in the shop. So for us, the efficiency of getting the data point you need and sifting through, you know, all of the, the chaff to get to the wheat, so to speak, um, can take a lot of time. And so what we've really tried to prioritize with Ortho is information right where you need it right by the vehicle you're servicing, when you need it, right at the point of, of asking within seconds, and really, um, you know, only the data you ask for and, and trying to really separate the signal from the noise, if you will. So that's really the, the basic thrust of the efficiency proposition we're trying to deliver with the product. So I've got this Google speaker, right, you know, in my office and on my nightstand, I tell it certain things. Why can't I just ask that speaker to get me the oil specs on my car? Yeah, well, the way that speaker is going to perform is it's going to basically just do a Google search, right? And sure, some technicians will look up this or that they can't find in other sources on Google, but it's not necessarily going to give you the the right information or the OEM approved information. So we've actually used a OEM database delivered through Motor and their aggregation and their API, which you know is is obviously uh, trusted, accurate information um, that we then structure in such a way that it's optimized to to again be accessed using natural language. So you might say how much fluid goes in the tranny and, and we're able to actually understand you're looking for, you know, the transmission fluid capacity. Um, and that's that's a lot of sort of linguistic knowledge we're, we're building into the product from a tech standpoint, but it's accessing a real OEM database as opposed to just what somebody happened to put in a form that Google maybe will surface to you on your Google Home. Got it. Now, uh, Kim, is this always on? 
Yeah, it's only on and listening when you use what we call a wake word, which is when you say, hey, ortho or okay, ortho. It's basically listening for that um, invocation and then it'll start listening to that command. And just to add into a couple points that Eric said, you know, the other point with these general assistants is they don't really understand the context of the car. So not only the natural language in a garage, but this was a custom built assistant. And so we are very focused on loading the right vehicle for the technician and in some cases even integrated with um, shop management systems. So we are loading the car. So when a technician wants to look up an engine oil capacity or type, we know exactly the car that he or she is trying to solve for. What I think I'm hearing, everyone, all of our great listeners out there, is this isn't a toy. That's what I'm hearing, okay? Because, hell, I bought my speaker, and I guess I had fun with it. I'm not using it for high levels of productivity, but this is specific. And your parent company, Rain, said, hey, basically, we know this voice technology, I, I think you said about 10 years now, and where is there an industry starving for something like this? That's exactly right. I mean, in our personal lives, you know, maybe we do use voice technology for, for a little bit of fun here and there. We, maybe we pull up music or we ask for a joke, but the vast majority of, of people who actually do use voice tech in their personal lives are actually doing it to generate efficiency, right? It's just faster to turn my lights on this way, or it's just faster to get the weather or what have you, even, even though these are, are seemingly basic use cases. And it's the same with, with voice, uh, in an enterprise or employee context. If it's just faster to get the information you're looking for, then it's going to actually have a real business case, right? So in the years that we've been working in Voice as Rain, we've built a lot of experiences for big brands, you know, uh, immersive uh, entertainment experiences for big movie studios that come to life on Alexa or Google Assistant to commerce uh, driving experiences for brands like Nike, where you're using voice to buy something to things that, again, are, are really meant to be embedded in employees' actual workflows. And so the more we started to work in the employee world where the voice solution is accessing a, a, a data point that you need to do your job or giving you the opportunity to add a data point to a system while you're on the go and your hands are tied up, that's really where the, the, the savings really start to, to, to add up in a way that is not just a curiosity and not just something that's fun, but really something that you know, drives the bottom line in a measurable way. So that's why we, we started to look at the, you know, the deskless workforce, people who are actually you know, working with their hands and really need those seconds to add up to minutes in terms of time savings. And I think the aftermarket struck out to us as, as the most obvious example of where a group was kind of underserved with existing technology and where uh, the interface of voice uh, could really play a huge role. I love what he said, Kim, the deskless workforce. That almost blew me over, Eric. Nice. So here I am standing at my vehicle. I've got this tablet from Ortho, however you built in. I mean, it's probably specifically designed like like any any speaker, any Alexa or any, any Google Nest, it's, it's specifically designed and communicated and connected back to the ortho cloud. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. So it's a balance. And of course, we're connected into the cloud, so we're getting real-time information, but we're also focused on speed. So we wanted to make sure that within pairing both the hardware and the software together, we're getting fasting compute power, if you will. So essentially, a technician can ask a question and get an answer within seconds. We're not waiting to call back to the cloud for all this information. So it's a balance of how we've architected that. So I think you guys were telling me like 150 commands so far that are, are available. That's an awful lot. I mean, who could remember any of them? Yeah, that's right. These are uh, what we call sort of some of the common specs that are related to procedures that come through garages most frequently. So specifications around brake re repair, um, fluid types, fluid capacities. And then we also provide maintenance schedules and maintenance interval information. 
I love it. I can, I can just see where the future could be, especially with a tablet. I mean, do you ever have dreams someday to put up a, a wiring diagram? Yeah, we hear um, a lot of things, wiring diagrams and diagrams in general. So the product currently does support some diagrams. Um, Serpentine built diagram is a big one. And we know that that's a common one that technicians have to look up for every type of vehicle. And they've got to look at that routing. Um, So that's a big one and a big use case um, for our product. But component diagrams, wiring diagrams are definitely things we've heard from customers. And we believe that, you know, the modality we've chosen, essentially using this on a tablet, will enable technicians to be able to see things like diagrams very big so that they can see it from working at the vehicle and also interact with that diagram. Any thought on technical service bulletins? That is on our roadmap as well. You've got this great product, 150 different questions, a time saver for the technician. Stop going back and forth from computer to car. Stay right there. We'll give you all this stuff. And you put it in the hands of certain people and they gave you a wish list. You guys probably, what, 50 things long? Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited to build products with what we call a co-creation model. So we're in shops um, and working with shops very closely, helping them identify the most important things to do their job, helping them prioritize the biggest pain points in their work today. So we see this as a complementary tool, again, focused on speed and efficiency and really want to provide them value um, where they need it most. So if you recommended to a shop, say a four bay shop, how many, you say a tablet per bay per tech? Yeah, generally we do. So, you know, possibly you could share the device, but it's not ideal because I think the, the there's a number of different ways that we're designing this to be used that actually will benefit from an individual having their own device. For example, if you have a shop management system, you're already organizing uh, vehicles against a specific technician and, and I have my assigned vehicles, right? And we've actually integrated with uh, one of the major shop management systems to deliver just a technician their assigned vehicles in ortho. So no even need to, to scan a VIN or, or enter a vehicle. You could simply look up my vehicles, right? And, and they're already pre-populated for you that day. Once the SMSs all get integrated and you say you have one done now, the cars would be there. You'd say you, you press the tablet and if you then asked Ortho for what type of oil, you know, how much oil, you don't have to tell it the car because it already knows. Exactly. And, and even today, no, no matter how you load the vehicle in today, uh, whether that's from a shop management system integration and we're currently uh, live with Shopware or whether you're scanning, you know, a, a VIN or entering a vehicle manually, anything you ask about that vehicle, you don't have to say on this Ford F-150 from 2015, you know, with engine and trim, it's already pre-populated. So all you have to say is, you know, hey, Ortho, what's the you know, fuel system pressure? What's the you know, parking brake discard thickness? And it knows to go directly to the, the specification for that vehicle uh, engine and trim. Given that context of the vehicle, you know, people could be working on multiple vehicles at a given time. It's much better, I think, to have individualized devices. And so that's how we've uh, delivered it to customers. I'm fascinated by this. And I'm an ideas guy. So I'm already a year down the road, guys. I'm already. <laughs> Where is the technology going to go? We're really excited about it as well. To your point, we've got a lot of um, customer interest in helping us build this roadmap together. We know that there are other um, areas of repair where we can provide value to technicians. 
We also believe that um, we can be predictive and proactive in the future. So the more information that we have about a particular car, a particular technician, and perhaps even a particular shop, we can start being more assistive. And perhaps we know that you're doing a brake job and can start servicing servicing these things proactively. Or we can look at things that you've looked up in the past, like TSBs and specs, and perhaps surface what type of repair you are looking at. We're really excited not only about exposing voice command to the existing repair capabilities, but looking in the future in terms of how we can be really be assistive in the garage. And that is common to how most of us think about these voice assistants in our home. You know, early generations of Alexa and Google, basically it was very simple. You could ask the weather and it maybe just give you a a single data point. Um, But as it's gotten smarter over time and really understood the context of the user, it's providing a lot more value. And that's how we think about the maturity of ortho. Yeah, I would also add, you know, we're primarily serving technicians today, but service advisors are also using the product often to look up maintenance intervals, right? And understand what needs to perhaps get added to an RO. But if you think about that in, in a future context, you know, which may be, you know, six to 12 months out of, uh, down the road for us, but imagine you're a service advisor talking to a customer right there in the, in the front of the shop. And, you know, there's always the issues of, are these guys upselling me? You know, are, is what they're recommending truly what the OEM is, is saying? And there's an interesting authority that we sort of uh, attach to these assistants, right, and, and, and technology in general. And so if you're able to say, you know, hey, Ortho, you know, what's the recommended maintenance for this vehicle at 50,000 50, miles? And you hear a response back, there's potentially a different context in terms of the customer interpretation of that data, right? When it's not coming from a human, even though, of course, we want trusted relationships between, you know, shops and, and their customers. But that's just another interesting dynamic that we, we've started to, to really trust technology. And if you can almost um, say it's not, it, it, this isn't, you know, my personal recommendation, this is what the OEMs recommended, you just heard it, right? The system told us, then, you know, perhaps there's a different customer reaction in some instances to that. So we're also thinking about the role that Ortho can play in, in the front of the house in addition to the back of the house. I think it's powerful. Wow. Ortho, can you pick the voice that ca- talks to you back? Uh, today, we don't have a customized uh, voice, but down the road, we, we certainly are thinking about that. Like GPS has, you know, I could pick a, a British uh, female to talk to me or something like that. Yeah. Nothing's stopping us from doing that for sure. Uh, but we've chosen a voice that uh, it's called Matthew. It's got a very nice, uh, very easy to, to understand diction. And uh, but yeah, down the road, we'll probably uh, have some fun with that. Hey, it's no secret. We're facing a technician shortage, and Napa Auto Care has a solution with the Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program. The program was pioneered by one of our own. Pete McNeil and Master Technician Jake Sorensen from McNeil's Auto Care in Sandy, Utah, realized that the problem of not having technicians available for hire was not going to solve itself and decided to take action and look at a different audience of individuals available for hire. A focus was put on younger individuals with the right passion, desire, and attitude to work in the automotive repair industry. Jake and Pete sought after these individuals and developed a technician apprentice program to give them the training needed to become a successful technician in today's world. The NAPA Auto Care Apprentice Program includes a comprehensive nine-stage curriculum that includes a variety of types of training, and they are classroom training videos exclusive to the apprentice program. Now, these videos provide in-depth training from a successful master technician. Also, Autotech classes with instructor-led courses offered through NAPA Autotech and Autotech eLearning. This web-based eLearning is designed to target specific training topics. And finally, hands-on learning. The apprentice will apply the skills gained from the classroom training videos, Autotech instructor-led training, and Autotech eLearnings in the shop with the guidance of a mentor. The apprentice program curriculum is competency-based, meaning an apprentice can move through each stage at a pace that best suits them. Most apprentices complete the program within two years, 
Upon completion, apprentices will have earned ASE G1, A4, A5, and AC certifications, adding industry validation to the skills an apprentice acquires. Look, having an apprentice in your shop will ultimately benefit your bottom line as they advance through the program. And in most cases, as the apprentice develops their skill set producing billable hours, you'll begin to see a growth in your gross profit by stage five. One of the largest barriers to entry for individuals looking to enter the automotive repair industry is the cost of tools. Now, keep your apprentice motivated with an apprentice toolkit. Now, Napa Auto Care has worked with our supplying partners to offer an exclusive comprehensive tool set, including a four-drawer tool card for all registered apprentices. Hey, to learn more, members can visit member.napaautocare.com. Okay, let's talk about voice versus typing. You know, if I've got big, thick, you know, fingers, and, and I don't do that really good, if you will, text typing. So a lot of times I'll just go to the mic and I'll, I'll speak it in. And it's amazing how well it understands what I'm saying. I think the words you, you kind of use, predictive and assistive, and I like that, is voice. You're going to learn what people are looking for, what they want. I think that's what you said about being predictive and assistive. Those are just two very powerful words that resonated with me. But it seems to me that typing is slowly going to go away as ortho becomes a legit option product in our industry and grows. It's a great comment and it's interesting. So our product actually does have a soft keyboard built into it. So technicians, if there is a case where they, you know, don't want to use their voice, they can still type. But it's been interesting from the data that we see, we actually don't see a high usage in that soft keyboard at all. And technicians have picked up this voice capability so quickly because of that time savings. So again, it's really focused on that efficiency and the way that we provide the multimodal experience, not only is it faster to ask for the thing you're looking for and get it rather than to type in and search it or go through a bunch of menus in a desktop application and find that one spec, but it's also faster in terms of the output. So again, our product performs so quickly in that, you know, you've got the display of the actual answer, but you also hear an audio response. And we know how quick it is in terms of cognitive load for somebody to hear that oil capacity number rather than to look through a table and try to suss out exactly what they're looking for. I'm fascinated by this product. Tom Ham was one of your early users. We're beta and uh, we, we talk a lot. Automotive Management Network, he owns a shop also. We were chatting about it. So it was really fascinating, which is why I've got Eric and Kim on. One of the things that has always bothered me in the years I've been in the industry and, and all that I've done, and I've done a ton of stuff, I was always concerned about the total usage of a piece of software. As an example, let's just take an SMS. Million switches, very powerful. People either convert, they have it. But you talk to the owners of the software companies and I say, to what degree do your customers use the comprehensive totality of your piece of software? And they say, wow, that's a great question. And they don't, okay? There's so much power there. With that thought being present in this discussion, do you provide a cheat sheet that says, by the way, I know you're using this for like eight or nine great commands over and over again, but we have these other 120 over here that we would love for you to, you know, get comfortable with. How do we get them to use it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the challenges with any sort of voice first system is like, where do I start? What do I say to this thing, right? If it's just sort of listening to me. And so we take a lot of pains to onboard our technicians and service advisors as to just what's the full spectrum of things that we, that you can answer? What are the, the general clusters of specs that we offer? 
other functionality, et cetera. So we make sure that there's a very like uh, dedicated kind of 10 to 15 minute session where we, we show people the ropes, we have them tested out, and we give them a comprehensive guide of everything we cover, um, as well as the things that we think are probably their most frequent lookups. And so you were saying, you know, like an SMS, so many different functions, where is 80% of the usage going and probably 20% of the functions. We're seeing, uh, I think, a fairly similar um, volumetric kind of <laughs> distribution here, right, where there's certain uh, specs that are, are definitely really, really, really frequently pulled up, uh, whether that's, you know, oil system capacity, wheel nut tightening torque, you know, tire pressure, fluid type of the engine oil. Those are extremely frequent at almost every shop, right, um, who's doing general maintenance. But we do have a pretty long tail of additional specs that if we didn't have them, our users would be frustrated. It's important to deliver you know, reliably where the heat is uh, on the heat map, but it's also really important that you don't only have um, you know, those five things. You have to also be there for somebody when they need you know, caliper to caliper bracket tightening torque as well. <laughs> I have an idea for you. It probably exists already. But could I say, hey, Ortho, give me a question that I have not asked you ever. And would they come back to me and say, you've never asked for this. And I say, oh, wow, that's a cool thing to learn. And maybe every day there's this learning moment that happens so that there's value in the investment. I love that. Carmen, it's definitely something that we're thinking about. And on our technical team, have some really, really smart people from what we call the machine learning and the AI industry who have talked to us a lot about unsupervised learning. And so how do we take exactly what you said, you know, these areas where technicians are getting a lot of use for it, but we know there's other opportunities to provide them, you know, what we call discoverability in terms of features. Now, there's ways that we can do it in the early days before we have all of that data and we are rolling out things as we think about it. And this is the case with any of these new products and new behaviors, but this idea of feature discovery, we're used to these voice assistants in our home, sometimes giving us clues and prompts, both visual and audio. And you have to be careful of that because you don't want it to be in the way of a technician who's frankly just trying to get their job done. But there are assistive moments where we believe that we can help technicians say, perhaps you're looking for this, or did you also need this? And you can do that early on based on what we understand is the context of the repair. And then over time, certainly get smarter with um, machine learning. I would just add, we, we have two former technicians uh, on full-time staff. And so we use kind of a combination of that machine learning that kind of clusters different things people say into groups automatically. And then we also have our subject matter experts, right, who are people who have been doing this for dozens of years, reviewing everything, being like, you know what, here are the, the seven ways we need to allow somebody to ask for this particular spec. Here are the ways that it might potentially conflict with this other spec. We want to make sure that we're not going to get them the wrong thing by opening the aperture too wide on all the different ways they can ask it. So we have kind of a hybrid model that's humans that are, are technicians, and, and then we have, uh, you know, the accelerant of, uh, of the unsupervised machine learning piece, too. That's one of the strongest pieces in this interview, that uh, you know that there could be 10 different ways to ask for a particular spec, but you don't, don't want to make it too, too wide. You want to tighten it up. Subject matter experts, you know, you're in the field, you're hearing what's going on, you're watching what's going on. This isn't a set it and forget it. I mean, you guys are in the deep end of the pool with this product. Every day, absolutely. And a large part of our team focus is the analytics side of it. So not only are we actually co-creating in shops and in garages and observing the behavior on site, but we also have a, a huge data effort, regularly looking at data at an account level, making sure that our customers, individual customers and shops are getting what they need, but looking at it from a macro product environment and saying, what are some key learnings we're seeing? What are key features that customers are asking for that we should continue to optimize? 
And it's also interesting to, um, in some cases with voice, it's interesting because customers will ask for things that are not in the application yet. And we can say, gosh, we see this a bunch of times. This sort of naturally builds your product roadmap for you as well. HeyOrtho.com. Is that how we get in touch with Ortho? HeyOrtho.com? That's right. We'd be more than happy to, to do a demo or trial for, uh, for any of your listeners. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about response we've gotten so far from the aftermarket and uh, really appreciate folks like you, Carm, for, uh, for helping us get the word out. I think it's fascinating. We, we love to talk about this new, neat, uh, latest and greatest stuff. And if it's going to help our industry become more productive, more efficient, saving steps and bringing knowledge right to the side of the car instead of having to chase for it or go run for it through voice. To me, that's the key. You have just motivated me to try to use my Google speaker for more than I do. It, you know, it reminded me that I needed to be in the studio to be with you guys today, but I'm only using it as an alarm clock. <laughs> when you start using voice for things and it delivers well, it becomes a habit and it starts taking over. And that's definitely the behavior we've seen from our technician users where they just stop using legacy systems to look up these things that they're just getting like that with ortho and, you know, saving hours a week because of it. So we're really encouraged by that. And, you know, uh, the, the emotional reaction we've gotten from folks has also been a little surprising and delightful, honestly, where you know people have said they feel more professional doing this, and it really makes them feel more empowered in their jobs. You know, technicians aren't always the most emotive types, but uh, you know, to have a technology feel like it's actually designed for you can, you know, and for your workflow can actually feel pretty delightful. So it's great. Both of you, do me a favor. Get back to me in in a certain amount of time, saying, "Hey, this thing is blowing up. We're doubling our peoples, and I would love to actually do another episode with people in the bays that are using this. And actually, let's get some statistics out that say that this is this is a you know a really a great product." Kim, you were saying, "Yeah, I was just going to add. You know, um, super excited about voice, of course. That's certainly the efficiency savings, but this idea of assistant too. So, Carm, you mentioned it, right? Google is now starting to tell you." Don't forget, you've got this appointment. And so we start to rely on some of these technologies to be that other half of our brain so that, you know, we as humans can focus on the really complex things and, and the tasks that we actually need to achieve. So that's we're also super excited for our product roadmap and how we really believe that ortho can accelerate efficiency in the garages. I just thought of something else. I'm not sure if the SMS systems do this. I am not. But wouldn't it be something if you're integrated and an ortho said to the technician, by the way, Bob, uh, we promised the car. At four o'clock. Yeah, that's great. We're excited about our integrations with partners like SMS platforms and certainly things we think about driving operational efficiency just in terms of shop management as well. Any final uh, thing that I missed, Kim, with you that you'd love to say? No, I think Eric summed it up. You know, we're super excited to have just launched at Apex. Got a lot of interest. The feedback from shops has been really stellar. We've seen all different kinds of shops, different types of users, different technicians from loop techs to master techs really adopt this technology and see value right off the bat. So we're super happy. And any final words from you, Eric? One other interesting dimension outside of shops actually is, is education, right? We haven't really talked about like the, the technician shortage and the role that technology like this might play in empowering the next generation of technicians who are kind of growing up in a more kind of voice saturated world. But we're working with training schools and including like the New York Auto and Diesel Institute to actually have students use this as part of their curriculum. And uh, that's really been fascinating too, because the students really glom onto it and we're just excited about introducing these tools when technicians are really like just getting their education together. And 
hopefully bringing you know uh, that sort of a, a preference into the workforce and you know helping to usher in a, a revolution you know generationally as well. Well, I'm on an advisory panel for a two-year college here in Western New York, and if you ever have an opportunity that you'd love to test it with some students or some instructors, just knock on my door. Hey, uh, thank you so much. Uh, always a, a pleasure. Eric Turkington, VP of Growth from Ortho, the voice assistant for technicians, and, and also Kim Conti, who's here, VP of Product. This was enlightening, interesting. I can't wait to see the evolution of this product. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. us. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 